Hello and welcome back to the Band Biographies podcast with me, Tom Austin Morgan, your host. I'm here to let you know what's been going on since the last episodes went out and what you can expect from the next one. Band Biographies is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of music-based podcasts. Be sure to visit pantheon.com to find a whole host of different types of show on all sorts of music. It's an honour to be placed amongst such brilliant shows. Now there have been no new reviews on Apple Podcasts this month. I love hearing from you guys and what you think of the show, so if you're listening on Apple Podcasts now, why not go and leave a review right now? You don't even have to stop listening. Just tap on the words band biographies, scroll down a bit, and you can easily leave a star rating. Five stars would be great. And just below where the latest review is, you can tap on the write a review link and then simply write a review. It really does help the show climb the charts in which it appears. Every time I've received one, the show does jump up because it's been made more visible when people search for it. All podcasters want more listeners, so if you could do that for me, it'd be the best Christmas present I could receive this year. And it'll make you feel all warm and fuzzy too. Plus, I'll read your review out on these very episodes. In fact, and this will be the last bit of begging I'll do, the last review to be left was done by Stacey Nicholson, who doesn't even listen via Apple Podcasts. She managed to convince a friend of hers to use their login to leave it, so there really is no excuse. Even if you've got nothing to say about the show itself, then why not write about your favourite song, favourite album, or band, or artist? or favourite gig or festival that you've been to. Whatever you want. I love reading things from you wonderful listeners. Speaking of which, while I was on tour, I was talking to a couple of the guys I was with about the podcast. I opened up Facebook and found that the show had received a message from Andy Bailey saying, I just want to say your podcast on punk is the best I've heard. Credit where credit's due, keep up the good work. It's great to hear from people and it really does make us podcasters feel like we're not just talking into the void. It's a brilliant medium, but there's a vast majority of people who never even contact us, which is absolutely fine. But if you do want to contact me, please do. I've had some great shout outs on Twitter, for example, by friend of the show and podcaster extraordinaire, Zach Eastman. He's been saying very nice things about the two Tour Diaries episodes that went out this month. Sally Ann Martin has also been sharing the show and having a chat with me on Twitter, as well as including a link to the show in her recent Substack blog, which was lovely of her. Thank you, Sally Ann. My good friend and occasional collaborator Andy commented that the tour diary is a delight, as Smokey found elements of jealousy give way to relief on not being cramped, but then so many unique and amazing experiences. Thank you so much to everyone who listened and enjoyed my two-part tour diary. It certainly was an experience, but most of all, thank you to my very good friend and podcasting pal Smokey for agreeing to co-host the episodes with me. Without him, I'm convinced it would have been much more boring. He's a good chap and you must go and listen to his podcast now. All the best lines, Rated H and House of Hammer. What occurred to me while recording the episodes and then listening back to them in the edit was that what lived most vividly in my experience of my first European tour with Sham 69 was not necessarily the gigs themselves or even my feelings around them, except the really bad ones of course. 
I guess this is because playing the same set every night made them become quote-unquote normal. What really struck me was that I mainly remembered the human connections I made, either with the band and other touring members, or with complete strangers. Perhaps I shouldn't have been as surprised as this, I am a journalist after all, so human stories and talking to people to find out their stories is what I do. But I was really struck by how easy it is to talk to people and get deep with them. This is why I'm constantly asking for people to chat on social media and email. I just love a good natter, even if it is until the wee hours of the morning. Especially if it's until the wee hours of the morning and the neck has been well lubricated. It's now been a couple of months since I did this, so this could be a long one. Here's the news. Hey Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon.
Isle of Wight punk band Grade 2 have added dates to their UK tour with opening bands Clobber, Rat's Nest and GYP. The tour kicks off on the 3rd of March at the Vortex in Wakefield and runs until the 19th at the Star and Garter in Manchester. Grade 2 has also announced the release of a self-titled album out on the 17th of February 2023 via Hellcat Records. The band have released a video for their new song Under the Streetlight ahead of this release. More on them later. Legendary LA punk rockers Dickies will release a two-song 7-inch on the 30th of December via Cleopatra Records. The 7-inch has two archival recordings. The A-side, Blink-183, was recorded for a Fat Records compilation, but was rejected. The B-side is a cover of Elvis Costello's Clean Money and was intended for the 2001 album All This and Puppet Stew, which is actually the last studio album the band released. Paramore has announced North American tour dates for 2023. Block Party, Foles, Genesis Awusu and the Linda Lindas will be joining them on select dates. A portion from ticket sales will go to the charities Support and Feed and Reverb. Paramore will release their new album, This Is Why, on February the 10th and will be touring Ireland and the UK in April 2023. The Misfits are spreading some yuletide cheer by releasing their own beer a stout called Horror Xmas which is available now in the US via Halftime Beverage. Unfortunately, it being in the US, I have no idea how it tastes, but I'm sure it's good, right? There's a new festival in town, specifically in Las Vegas. Hot on the success of When We Were Young Festival, a new metal version has been announced called Sick New World Festival, also being held at the Las Vegas Festival Grounds, and will take place on the 13th of May 2023. The inaugural lineup includes System of a Down, Corn, Deftones, Incubus, Turnstile, Evanescence, Mr. Bungle, Ministry, Chevelle, Sisters of Mercy, Papa Roach, Death Grips, Villivallo, Placebo, Skinny Puppy, Coal Chamber, Kitty, Killing Joke, Soulfly, POD, Seven Dust, Huberstank, Alien Ant Farm, Fever 333, Horror, Lacuna Coil, Melvins, Cold, Cradle of Filth, Orgy, Monster Magnet, and many more. Gina Birch of The Raincoats will release her debut solo album called I Play My Bass Loud on the 24th of February via Third Man Records. A video for her new song, Wish I Was You, that features guitar by Thurston Moore, has also been released. Peter Hook and The Light have added more shows to their UK tour in April 2023. The shows are part of their Celebrating Joy Division tour that sees them performing Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures and Closer in their entirety. The band will also be playing an opening set made up of New Order material. Tickets are on sale now. Legendary New York anarcho-punk band Reagan Youth will release a 4-track 7-inch EP on the 23rd of December called New Aryans on New Red Archives. It includes an alternative version of the track New Aryans and outtakes of Any Town and In Dog We Trust. It also has a live version of Reagan Youth recorded at CBGB Ratcage Benefit on the 20th of November 1981. Iggy Pop has announced the details for his upcoming album. It's called Every Loser and will be out on the 6th of January via Atlantic and Goldtooth Records. 
The first single, Frenzy, was released in late October, and a second, Strung Out Johnny, was released in November. Iggy will be playing four shows in California and Las Vegas with an all-star backing band billed as The Losers, made up of producer Andrew Watt, Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith, and Guns N' Roses bassist Duff McKagan. British punk lifers UK Subs has announced European tour dates for January and February 2023, with nasty rumours supporting on all dates. This will be the band's final full European tour. They will also be playing a final UK tour later next year. In the statement announcing the shows, the band also added, After these tours there won't be any full tours, only mini tours around weekends or the occasional festival appearance. Floridian pop-punkers Newfound Glory have announced the release of a new acoustic album called Make the Most of It, which will be released on the 20th of January via Revelation Records. The album is said to feature seven new tracks, along with seven live acoustic versions of previously released songs. A portion of the proceeds from sales of the album will be donated to the P.O. Para Alliance, a non-profit organisation that helps cancer patients and their families and works to advance research into treatments and cures for pheochromocytoma and paraganglioma. A video for their new song, Dream Born Again, has also been released. They have also announced a US acoustic tour between the 28th of January and the 23rd of March 2023, with Liana Firestone joining them on all dates. Canadian post-hardcore band Alexis on Fire have announced four Australian dates in February 2023, with Luca Brassi supporting them at each show. They will happen at the Fortitude Music Hall in Brisbane on the 17th, Enmore Theatre Sydney on the 20th, Forum Melbourne on the 24th, and Hindley Street Music Hall Adelaide on the 27th. Two-Tone Stalwart's Madness are recording a new album. While the band was scant with details, they stated on social media, Please allow us to introduce ourselves. We're back in the studio recording the new album. This one sounds about finished. Referencing a 46-second video clip posted on Instagram of four of the band recording their parts to a new song. I very much look forward to this. Co-founding member and guitarist of both The Clash and Public Image Limited, Keith Levine, passed away on the 11th of November at his home in Norfolk at the age of 65. He had been battling liver cancer. Author Adam Hammond, who had just finished writing a book with Levine about Public Image Limited, released a statement on Twitter that reads, There is no doubt that Keith was one of the most innovative, audacious and influential guitarists of all time. Keith sought to create a new paradigm in music, and with willing collaborators John Lydon and Yar Wobble, succeeded in doing just that. His guitar work over the nine minutes of Theme, the first track on the first Pill album, defined what alternative music should be. As well as helping to make Pill the most important band of the age, Keith also founded The Clash with Mick Jones and had a major influence on their early sound. So much of what we listen to today owes much to Keith's work, some of it acknowledged, most of it not. Our thoughts and love go to his partner Kate, sister Jill, and all of Keith's family and friends. The world is a darker place without his genius. Mine will always be darker without my mate. Keith had also been working on new music, which is a huge shame that we'll likely never get to hear it. 
AFI have announced a one-off show to celebrate the 20th anniversary of their album Sing the Sorrow. They say that this will be the first and last time that the band will play this album in full. Jawbreaker, Chelsea Wolfe and Choir Boy will be supporting them at the Kia Forum in Inglewood, California on the 11th of March 2023. Dropkick Murphys have announced the dates for their 2023 St. Patrick's Day tour in the US from the 1st to the 14th of March with the Rumjacks and Jesse Ahern joining them on all dates. These shows will be fully electric and join their previously announced three Boston shows. The Distillers have announced tour dates for Europe between the 28th of May and the 14th of June 2023, which also coincides with an appearance at Download Festival in the UK on the weekend of June the 8th. Flogging Molly have announced US tour dates for this winter, from the 2nd of February to the 19th of March with support from Anti-Flag and Skinny Lister. Lead singer with The Selector Pauline Black received an OBE from King Charles III during a ceremony at Windsor Castle on the 16th of November for her services to entertainment. Black issued a statement a few days later that read, I just wanted to say a personal thank you to all those people who wished me well on my journey over the past couple of days. None more so than my lovely friend in music for more than 40 years, Rhoda Dakar, my sister Yvonne Adenli, and my beautiful niece Rhoda Adenley, who accompanied me to Windsor Castle. Punk Rock Bowling has posted most of its 2023 festival lineup on its site. Bad Religion, Rancid, and Dropkick Murphys will headline, while the Interrupters, Suicidal Tendencies, The Damned, and L7 will be main support. Bands also playing include Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, Face to Face, GBH, The Exploited, Fishbone, Agnostic Front. Cockney Rejects, The Slackers, Roy Ellis, TSOL, Antiheroes, Hepcat, Surfboard, The Chisel, CH3, Sloppy Seconds, The Crowd, Susie Moon, Doki Doki, and more. The festival is going to be held on the 26th to the 29th of May in Las Vegas. Club shows are expected to be announced early next year. General tickets are on sale now. In more festival news, UK-based Slamdunk has announced that it will be putting on festivals in Italy and France in 2023. Rancid, Anti-Flag, Less Than Jake, Bowling for Soup, Destroy Boys, The Offspring, Simple Plan, Billy Talent, Enter Shikari and Trash Boat have all been announced for the Italian festival, Slamdunk Italy, which will take place on the 2nd and 3rd of June at the Bay Arena in Rimini. The Offspring, Billy Talent, Simple Plan, Zebrahead and Oakman have been announced for Slam Dunk France, which will take place at the Halle Tony Garnier in Lyon on the 2nd of June. Slam Dunk UK will take place on the 27th of May at Hatfield Park in Hertfordshire and the 28th at Temple Newsom in Leeds. Thin Lizzy's iconic Live and Dangerous album will be re-released early in 2023 to commemorate its 45th anniversary. The new version will be an 8-CD set that features the original album as well as recordings of all six shows used to compile the original 2LP version. The shows recorded at London, Toronto and Philadelphia have been remixed from the original multitracks and overseen by Thin Lizzy guitarist Scott Gorham. The Damned have announced a UK tour. It kicks off on the 31st of March at the Cardiff Great Hall and runs through to the 20th of April at the London Alexandra Palace Theatre. Nightingales will open for the goth punk legends on all shows. 
2000 Trees Festival has announced its first wave lineup for 2023, including Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, 100 Reasons, Bob Villain, The Wonder Years, Rival Schools, Holding Absence, Pitch Shifter, Cancer Bats and St Agnes. 2000 Trees Festival will take place on July the 5th to the 8th in Cheltenham. The Misfits have cancelled their December 31st show. The band stated simply it is with regret that due to an unexpected personal matter, the Misfits are unable to perform our show in Las Vegas on December 31st. We look forward to hopefully seeing you at a show in 2023. Refunds will be available at point of purchase. The New Year's Eve show was the band's last scheduled show, though the band has made it a general practice to only have one show announced at a time so we'll see if more gigs are scheduled. Amil and the Sniffers won both Best Group and Best Rock Album for Comfort To Me at the Australian Recording Industry Association Music Awards. Well done then. Mike Ness of Social Distortion says that the band will record a new album or more in 2023. In an interview with the OC Register, Ness says the band was in pre-production before the pandemic. Now that things have opened back up again, the band will finish writing those songs. Some have already been debuted live. Social Distortion plans to go into the studio in 2023 with 40 to 50 songs written. Ness says after this upcoming album is finished, the band might head back into the studio about a year afterwards to make a second album after that. Notoriously though, Social Distortion has said they are working on a new album for about five years so let's take this with a pinch of salt. Atlanta-based Shaky Knees Festival has announced its lineup for 2023. Amongst those playing are The Yeah Yeah Yeahs, The Killers, Muse, The Mars Volta, The Gaslight Anthem, Greta Van Fleet, Cypress Hill, who will be performing the Black Sunday album in full, Placebo, Peaches, Tenacious D, Hosier, and The Flaming Lips. It will take place on the 5th to the 7th of May 2023 in Central Park in Atlanta, Georgia. The Dwarves will reissue several of their classic albums in a year-long campaign via Greedy and MVD. Blood, Guts and Pussy, Thank Heaven for Little Girls, Sugar Fix, Come Clean and Radio Free Dwarves are all being re-released remastered with bonus tracks. Specific details are expected to be released soon. Belgium's Brack Rock Festival has announced its first wave lineup for 2023. The Toy Dolls, Madball, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, TSOL, The Dickies, and Voodoo Glow Skulls will be playing, with more bands to be announced soon. Brack Rock Festival will take place on August the 4th and 5th in Duffel, Belgium. Punk Rock Holiday in Tolmin, Slovenia has announced its lineup for 2023. Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, Good Riddance, Pulley, The Slackers, H2O, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Jaya the Cat, Venomous Pinks, Svetlanas, Susie Moon, Made of Ace, and a brilliant band I've had support my band Swamp Stomper called Headstone Horrors are amongst the bands playing. Punk Rock Holiday will take place on August 8th to the 11th. Santa Barbara Punk's Lagwagon have added a few more dates to their rescheduled tour in Japan for April 2023. The new dates are on the 12th at Rad Hall in Nagoya and the 16th for a second night at Club Seata in Tokyo. Tickets are on sale now. Jet Black aka Brian Duffy, drummer and founding member of The Stranglers has passed away at the age of 84 years old at his home in Wales on the 6th of December, following years of ill health. 
The band announced his passing in a statement that reads in part, It is with heavy hearts we announce the passing of our dear friend, colleague and band elder statesman Jet Black. Jet died peacefully at home surrounded by his family. Fond adieu, fly straight JB. The Stranglers formed in 1974 and Jet Black retired from performing live with the band in 2015 due to his declining health. He played on 19 out of 20 Stranglers albums. The last one he played on was 2012's Giants. Guitarist and vocalist Baz Warren said, I love Jet Black. He took me under his wing over two decades ago and I've stayed there pretty much ever since. He could be in turns cantankerous and stoic, yet very warm and thoughtful, and never less than great to be with. We laughed long and hard at the absurdity of the world, especially our world. He loathed the music business but loved playing his drums, and I have fond memories of looking behind me on stage and getting that wink. Everything's okay and I'm enjoying this. He lived at least 10 lifetimes and for that we should all be grateful. I know I am. He hadn't been in the best of health for some time and I usually spoke to him every six weeks or so. When I did, he always sounded in great spirits. And the last time, around three weeks ago, we laughed as always and I said I'd try to get across to see him. That's not going to happen now, JB, and that makes me incredibly sad. My thoughts are with his family. I'll miss you, big man. It was such a privilege to have known you. Rest in peace. Co-founder, bassist and singer JJ Burnell added, The welcoming committee has doubled. After years of ill health, Jet has finally been released. He was a force of nature, an inspiration. The Stranglers would not have been if it wasn't for him. The most erudite of men, a rebel with many causes. Say hi to Dave for me. Here JJ is referring to Dave Greenfield, the Stranglers keyboardist and vocalist who died in 2020 from complications of heart-related problems and COVID-19. Fat Mike and Eric Burkett have announced a new imprint of Fat Records. The imprint's called Bottles to the Ground and is curated and owned mostly by Mike and all the members of No Effects. Co-defendants, Melvinator, which is Eric Melvin's solo project with Fat Mike, Home Street Home, Ras One, Doom Scroll, and The Mefs are currently on the imprint. A 12-song compilation featuring all the bands on the imprint will be out next year. The debut 12-inch single from Melvinator called American Errorist is on the label, which features Melvinator's raved-up version of NoFX's American Errorist, along with the ZBA remix of the track. A video for the song, which was directed by Baz the Frenchman, has also been released. The Mefs EP Broken Britain Part 1 is also out now on the imprint. A video for their song Broken Britain Broken Brains directed by Jonathan Dads has been released. Rancid have announced June tour dates for Europe and the UK with the Bronx and Grade 2 joining them on the majority of these shows. This is going to be a show and a half and I have tickets to the Brixton show on the 20th so I hope to see some of you there. One tour I won't be able to get to and I'm very upset about is The Interrupters and Frank Turner who are going on a co-headlining tour of the US. Hepcat, Chuck Reagan, Laura Jane Grace, Bedouin Soundclash, The Skints, Left Alone and The Bandulus open on select dates on the tour which starts in Portland, Oregon on the 20th of April and finishes at Anaheim, California on the 3rd of June. On the 10th of December, Watty of the Exploited collapsed on stage during a show in Colombia. He was rushed to a hospital and is now recovering. The band issued a statement, 
The last gig in Colombia, Watty had another suspected heart attack. He tried playing on, but had to actually stop a couple of songs until he eventually collapsed. He got taken away to the hospital in an ambulance, but over 900 people refused to leave the venue until they heard he was alright. Later, the band stated thankfully Watty is feeling better now and is resting in a hotel in Bogota. Due to doctor's orders, all remaining shows for 2022 have been cancelled. We apologise to the fans, promoters and everyone affected by this situation. Thank you for understanding. Our show in London on the 16th of December will also be cancelled. Once again, we are sorry about this, but Watty is exhausted and has been told to cancel all upcoming gigs for the year. The iconic Susie Sue has announced her first show in around a decade. Susie will headline Latitude Festival, scheduled to take place at Henham Park in Suffolk on July 20th to the 23rd, 2023. Latitude Festival director Melvin Benn issued a statement saying, What a privilege it is to welcome the iconic Susie to the Latitude Festival. Susie has been an enduring trailblazer and her impact across musical culture is colossal. Uncompromisingly defiant, Susie's powerful body of work is incomparable. There has never been a live performer like her, and there probably never will be. I get the feeling I'm going to be skint for most of this year. NoFX have announced the first dates for their final tour. Two of the shows announced are in Barcelona, Spain, at the Pobel Espanol on the 19th and 20th of May, and the third is in Linz, Austria, at Pitchlinger Sea on the 2nd of June. They will be playing So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes and White Trash Two Hebes and a Bean albums in full on their first night in Barcelona, and playing Wolves in Wolves Clothing and Punk in Drublick on the second. Support bands will be announced soon. Ooh, and so, on to the singles releases from the last two months. Anti-Flag have released the song Never Ever, featuring Stacey D of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. This is the fifth song to be released from their upcoming album Lies They Tell Our Children, which will be released on the 6th of January, and it's another banger. I quite like the idea that punk bands can do features like hip-hop artists have been doing for decades, but a whole album of them might be a bit much. I am enjoying it though, so let's see what the whole album sounds like. Welsh punk metal reggae crossover party band Skindred have released Gimme That Boom as the first single off their album Smile, which isn't out until the 4th of August. This is a giant banger, and I can imagine it creating massive mosh pits wherever Skindred play. I love this band. The Isle of Wight's best kept secret, until now, Grade 2 have released their third single, Under the Streetlight, off their upcoming self-titled album, which is due to be released on the 17th of February. It's another infectiously catchy number with giant gang vocals and driving musicianship. This band is going to be massive if they're not already, and the tour with Rancid will certainly help. The Interrupters have released an acoustic version of the song Raised by Wolves from their recent album In the Wild. This band can do no wrong for me, and I always like an acoustic version as it really shows off the vocals and musicianship of the band. Paramore has released two tracks off the album This Is Why, which will be released on the 10th of February. 
The News is an angular indie sounding song which seems to be ranting at the power the news has to make you feel powerless, confused, depressed and despairing. I've not really enjoyed a lot of what I've heard from Paramore since the original band split up in 2010, but this sounds promising. Unfortunately, the second single, This Is Why, does nothing for me really. A disco-infused blancmange of a song. Weezer has released the single I Want A Dog. Presumably this is from their upcoming fourth and final SZNZ album of the year for winter. I don't know what the hell this band is up to anymore. Thankfully, there's the dulcet crooning of Iggy Pop on the wonderful Strung Out Johnny from his latest album Every Loser, which will be released on the 6th of January to lift us back up, even if the song is about a heroin addict. The godfather of punk has been doing this for over 55 years now, and he shows no sign of slowing down or retiring, and I love that about him. Newfound Glory have released two new songs since November, the sickly sweet acoustic numbers Dream Born Again and Get Me Home, which sound virtually exactly the same when played one after the other. Why would you do that? Oh, because Newfound Glory really have only one sound. Though I've always had a soft spot for this poppiest of pop-punk bands, though. Speaking of poppy acoustic numbers, surprisingly, or perhaps not, Avril Lavigne has released a collaboration with Youngblood called I'm a Mess, which harks back to Complicated or I'm With You. I'm such a mark for melodic pop tunes like this, and though Youngblood hasn't quite clicked with me, I do like the way their voices complement each other on this track that builds to a crescendo towards the end of the song. The third song We Are Scientists have released from their upcoming album, Lobes, is called Lucky Just To Be Here, which is a slower, more atmospheric synth-led number than the other two that have been released so far. It's full of longing like most of their best angst-ridden work. I can't wait for this album. Wigan indie band The Lathams have released a piano-led third single called Turmoil from the album From Nothing To A Little Bit More, which will be released on the 3rd of March. It's a bit middle of the road from a band I rated when I first heard the brilliantly catchy, choral-esque I See Your Ghost. Unfortunately, I feel like that song was more of an outlier than something to expect from what is a very confident, clever young band. One for you metalheads, the iconic Metallica released a brand new single, Lux Eterna, from a new album, 72 Seasons, due to be released on the 14th of April. I'm not really the biggest Metallica fan, despite liking most songs I've ever heard by them, and this song sounds like the band is going back to its thrash metal roots to me, and that I would say is a good thing. Despite the fact I secretly quite liked the new metal stylings of the singles from St Anger, I know, sacrilege, I might actually be looking forward to 72 seasons. And finally, for your Christmas playlists, the Linda Lindas have released the song Groovy Xmas, which is a typically saccharine song that does exactly what it says on the tin. Also, The Offspring have released a really faithful version of Bells Will Be Ringing, with a piano, string section and backing singers. And this one actually is worth your time listening to. And now on to the album releases. Essex punk duo The Mefs have released the six-track Broken Britain Part 1 EP, which features the singles Broken Britain, Broken Brain and Wasted on Women, which calls out societal inequality over a wall of hard-hitting melodies. 
The EP was produced by Frank Turner and released on Fat Records imprint Bottles to the Ground. These two have quickly become one of my top 10 favourite bands from the UK this year. Former guest on the show, The Nervous Eaters, released the album Monsters and Angels on the 11th of November. To hear a brief history of the band, look back to my interview with bassist Brad Helene, because there's too much to get into here. The album is a surprisingly sprightly affair, with fairly obvious influences in there by bands like The Pretenders, David Bowie and The Rolling Stones. There's nothing groundbreaking about the album itself, as most of the songs are about women and relationships set to soaring, loud and raucous 70s style rock tracks with a punk edge. But I have to say that it's great to hear a band clearly loving playing music this long into their career. If you're in the Boston area, be sure to catch an Eaters show near you soon. Something slightly different now. Operation Mjolnir is a new release and first LP by a synth rock act called Strike Eagle, the moniker of a very talented producer called Graham G-Man Waller from round my neck of the woods. Strike Eagle produces songs that wouldn't have sounded out of place on the soundtracks to 80s movies like Top Gun, Iron Eagle and Behind Enemy Lines, with driving bass and drums complemented with shredding guitar and synth licks mixed with some sometimes overly earnest or overblown vocals. In fact, Graham says the album is the original soundtrack from the fictional fighter pilot movie Operation Mjolnir, the story of a US Air Force F-15E crew shot down behind enemy lines in the Soviet-Afghan war in 1987, trapped in prison in a country they shouldn't have been in, and their fight for survival to make it home. Operation Mjolnir includes featured artists like the legendary 80s saxman Tim Capello, who played for Tina Turner and appeared all greased up in the iconic 80s vampire movie The Lost Boys, Mandy Harkett, Ben Higgins, System Glitch and Blood Panic. New Metal Hangers On Disturbed released their 8th album, Divisive, on the 18th of November and as expected, Disturbed do what they've always done sound just like Disturbed. For better or worse, there's nothing new or surprising about Divisive. The band don't step outside their comfort zone, they don't add any new elements, they don't push the envelope on their established formula, they're just Disturbed. But they're Disturbed from their classic era, which is better than nothing. This also means Divisive won't be changing anyone's opinion on the band, you either already like them or you don't. However, for those that were raised on Disturbed's first three albums and slowly fell away with each subsequent release, Divisive may just be the album that brings them back. Two-Tone Legends Madness released the CD and DVD The Get Up, which was a 2021 livestream event written by comedian and writer and one-time member of the punk band The Higsons, Charlie Higson, and tells the entire history of the band performed by them and Higson on stage at the London Palladium during one of the lockdowns, told by short sketches between some of their most iconic songs. They were joined by special guests on certain songs such as Paul Weller and Roland Gift. The album makes for jarring listening without the visuals to accompany the audio, but you can tell they're really enjoying performing as well as taking the piss out of themselves. I wouldn't say this is an essential album, but the DVD certainly is a fun watch. Finally, NoFX released their latest album on the 2nd of December. Following on from last year's single album comes Double Album, 
which is 10 more songs that the band didn't feel were good enough to put on the first album. But most of them are. The album opens with Darby crashing your party in which Fat Mike sings about his self-destructive tendencies and the circumstances that led him there, and a healthy dose of sincere, albeit satirical, introspection. My Favourite Enemy builds on more or less the same ideas, although he expresses how his propensity for impulsiveness creates a negative feedback loop, in which he seeks easy relief even when he knows that those decisions will only make things worse. Don't Count On Me is the most experimental song on the album, opening with a blues-inspired melody before a breakneck transition into hard-rocking anthem, then closing as a reggae song. This is the opposite to Randy Newman's You Got A Friend In Me, as Fat Mike promises he's not reliable as a friend and is guaranteed to bring others down. Maintaining the same reggae melody on Joanna Constant's team, Mike delivers an affectionate ode to a dominatrix who stayed with him in New York and pushed him to complete his musical Home Street Home. The album lulls for a moment with punk rock cliché which has a bouncy and infectious melody even as Fat Mike sounds like he's a bit disinterested in it. Fuck Day 6 once again brings on the humour and crassness for which Mike and no effects are known. The song is about how he got clean from drugs at a Buddhist rehab centre, but how the most difficult day in rehab is day six. The following song, Is It Too Soon If Time Is Relative, is a hilarious yet tasteless send-up of Stephen Hawking. No Effects references its agent, David Pollock, who's infamous for his abrasive demeanour, on the track Alka Pollack, that pokes fun at how many bands he's worked with and pissed off over the years. Three Against Me has a similar sonic theme, yet its composition is tonally the opposite. It's a powerful and heartbreaking track, where Mike airs his grievances against his family, particularly his three brothers, whom he says abused him growing up. The heaviness sticks around for album Kappa Gone With The Heroine, where Mike reflects on his time addicted to the drug. What I find refreshing about this album is that it seems to be a band, and Fat Mike in particular, exercising their demons, airing their dirty laundry and physical and mental health problems in an album that's thematically similar to Mike's solo Cokey the Clown project than a typical NoFX album. This is a band about to call it a day that has put out its most introspective and honest album of its entire 40-year career. Bravo. Now, on to January's episode, which will be with you on New Year's Day. And no, it's not the documentary I've been on about since almost this time last year. As you may have heard from the end of the second Tour Diary episode, I bumped into Rise Against's road crew on the ferry back from Europe. I also got talking to guitarist Zach Blair, who was really nice to me and spent about 20 or 30 minutes shooting the breeze, which ended up with him offering to come on this podcast and inviting me to the band's Brixton Academy gig, which in the end I couldn't attend, damn COVID. But what a great guy who's been on the road with various bands since the mid-1990s, with Hagfish via Guar to Rise Against. It's a great chat, and I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I did having it. Finally, as this is being released on the 25th of December, or at least that's the plan, I hope you're having a great holiday period, whatever you celebrate. I hope you're surrounded by family and or friends, and having as good a time as can be had in these trying times. If this time of year is hard for you, as it is for so many people, I hope that you have people that you can talk to and who can take you in, lend an ear to listen or a shoulder to lean on. 
If not, then by all means send me a message. I'll be sure to respond as soon as I can and chat about whatever you want. Take very good care of yourselves. And until next time, see you in the pit. Thank you.